it's really to help mm. people so that they don't have to feel as a load if we can normalize setbacks and normalize pivots and it's just interesting you feel like you're so alone until you have a conversation with someone and not everybody has access to these stories and so if i can have a platform mm. and provide these stories that would be great and also just the lessons learned one thing i didn't mention to mention is that i also realized that i attach too much of my self worth to my success and i didn't know that i was like i don't you know i, I i'm not that girl but then you know like <laughs> join the club sister entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It Dead podcast. I'm your hostess, hostess with the mostest. It feels like that's somebody that's got a big butt that they want to like talk about. So I'm not going to talk about my butt. I'm going to say welcome to the podcast. Very happy to be here. Got an exciting new guest today. We're excited to find out the story. There's something to do with legal career. Fellow podcasters, so we want to know all of the things. Family humans, I want to know all about the family humaning. Uh, I want to know all of the things, excited to learn them. Listeners, if you haven't already, please be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't listened to my introduction and fallen in love with the podcast already and subscribed, I don't know what's going on with your life. I'll give you grace until the end when I invite you again to do so. I'm going to stop waffling now. Ashley Menzies, Bubble Tender, please introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know who you are and what it is you do. Absolutely. First off, I just want to say thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. I am an attorney. I'm a storyteller. I am a wife, a friend, and I always love to say that I am also human because that's kind of what the work is centers on. It's human-centered work and telling human stories. And I'm also, I guess, now a podcast creator. So that is exciting of the No Straight Path podcast with the HubSpot Podcast Network. And I just love telling stories. Happy to be here. Fabulous. Okay. So I don't want to ask something that you probably answered on a podcast before. So I want to do something a little bit offbeat. Ready? Let's do it. If you're a vegetable, what would you be and why? Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good one. Um, it would definitely <laughs> be broccoli. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just, I love broccoli. I had it today. (laughs) I had it yesterday. I'll probably have it tomorrow. And so I think the familiarity with it is why I'm going to choose broccoli. Okay. And it's green. It's green. My favorite color. Amazing. So two fun facts. (laughs) Three, you love broccoli. Maybe four, because there's some consistency there. So you're a consistent person. A consistent person who loves broccoli, whose favorite color is green. Love it. So walk me through this. Because I was speaking to my friend, Gull, earlier. GK, if you're listening, what up, homie? Um, and she too took sabbatical away from the legal to come into the personal, developy, self-helpy, help humans kind of field that we're in here. Was there an inciting incident or was it just, hey, this could be cool. Let me go and take a year out and try it out. Absolutely. Yes. So there was an exciting incident. Uh, And so essentially what happened was that I put out the podcast in February of this year. 
And mm-hmm. it was just a passion project. I really wanted to talk about the setbacks and the pivots and talk about purpose when it comes to career, essentially those journeys that can feel very lonely. And so it was just a really you know big passion project for me. I put it out on February 17th, just a teaser to honor my mom uh, for her birthday. It was something that was really special to both of us. And before she passed away, it was something we always talked about. Uh, so after she passed away from cancer, I said, how can I honor her? What can I do to you know, really just turn this grief into something really positive? And so that really was just the inspiration is to put it out this year. And then a couple of weeks later, HubSpot approached me to join their podcast network for their accelerator program. Mm-hmm. And I said yes. And so I decided to work on the podcast while I was also practicing law. And then it just got to the point where I just couldn't do both. I had to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is too much. So <laughs> I had to make a decision. Yeah, I made the, the leap. I, I pitched it. So instead of advocating for a client, I advocated for myself. I explained to them the situation. My firm was supportive, and so they granted a year-long sabbatical about a month ago. And so now I'm entering the podcast space, and it's been a lot of fun. Hmm. May I commend you, please, for having the gusto to go for it? Because it's no small feat. I mean, I'm not going to call you out on this, but, you know, the legal career, it's not a minimum wage job. So there's, there's probably some financial benefits to maintaining that career to come off into no man's land of like hey i'm just gonna go and serve people and create because i'll tell you from my my own journey i ran away from it i i was like i like having nice watches i like having a tailor i like flying business class i don't think i want to take this i don't want to make this job right now (laughs) i feel you You i'll I'll come and hit you back later god let me let me let me just let me just get one more bottle please I'll, i'll be back but you went for it so and I think the audience commend you also because we have all sorts of people on here who um, who come up against that choice multiple times and say no once or twice, me being one of them. And you were like, let's do the thing. So, No, yeah. I appreciate that. So you know what's so funny is I did say no initially, actually. Mm-hmm. So when I was first asked to join the program, I just didn't think I'd be able to balance it all. Mm-hmm. So I said no, but then... I just thought about it and I thought about what my mom would do. And I just, mm-hmm. I, it was something I knew I would regret. So initially I did, but then. Yeah, but you, did, you didn't say no because you're running away. You were like, I'm not going to be able to show up fully for this thing. So like, I can't really do it. It's, so I'm going to, I'm going to keep you, you're going to keep the stripes for now. Okay. okay? <laughs> Thank you're you. Keep the stripes. You're I'll take the them. Stripes. <laughs> you take them. They're yours. Uh, amazing. Amazing. So, um. Were you one of those little girls that wanted to be a lawyer? Did you like, I'm going to be a lawyer when I grow up? Was that you? Oh my gosh. It was You me. strike me. You strike yeah, me. Yeah, I wrote a letter to myself. I was this really intense child. And so I wrote a, yeah. <laughs> Can't see that one. Can't see it. Don't know where that came from. Don't believe you. <laughs> no te creas, as we say in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so I was this intense child and I kind of, I guess, was a manifester because I wrote a letter to myself at the age of 10 saying that I wanted to be a lawyer, that I wanted to go to Stanford, and that I wanted to go to Harvard, which is crazy (laughs) because I did all three things. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so I was that kid. I want to know more about this kid. I want to know more about this kid. Tell me... 
So my son's 20 months old, all right? My, my son, Ethan, he's like, he's a, he's a small one. He's just discovering his ego, which is an interesting time uh, right now. Do you have small humans? Not yet, not yet. Yeah, yeah. There, it's, a, it's a very interesting time. I was away for six weeks. Uh, I came back and he's eating with a fork and really, really really clear on what he wants and doesn't want and being really vocal about it and he was just like cute sweet little boy that wanted to smile all the time and now he's stamping his feet and no no but um <laughs> i i look at i look at him and i'm like who is he gonna be in like 10 years 20 years because so i always find it fascinating when i get to have conversations with people who've got this really clear line between who and what they were as a child and where they were as an adult and i love exploring that and seeing if there are any other clues to that so have you found, I mean, you said I was an intense child. Are there any other traits? <laughs> are there any other traits that little Ashley had that you've seen carry into how you sharpen the world today? That's a good question. Absolutely. Uh, that's it's actually a question I ask on my podcast and now you're turning around and I usually only say intense, uh, but <laughs> so tables are turned now. They are turned. <laughs> I would say, so one thing I do love is dance. So growing mm. up, I was a big dancer and I was, and I was bossy. So I'm actually, it's mm. so funny that you talk about little humans because I am in Atlanta right now with my family and I'm with mm -hmm. my godmother, my goddaughter, and she's two years old and, <laughs> and she's got a little bossy side like me and I would boss her, her mom around a lot. So I was always <laughs> bossing. Yeah. The kids around, I had a schedule and it was with dance. I had them do routines. I had them practice. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You, you were like you running around with a come on guys we're gonna do like a real rugrats moment like we're gonna do yes, the schedule yes yes and it, and if it wasn't done to perfection apparently <laughs> i would be apparently. disappointed i love that legal qualification <laughs> i love that legal qualification apparently supposedly it's been put forward however there's no video evidence so exactly yeah, so I was in bossing and intense in that way, but then I always loved dance, so I see it show up now in two ways. My family always always says that I certainly have high expectations for the people mm -hmm. that are closest to me, and I'm still unkind mm -hmm. and you know very empathetic. I would say I've grown into that person, but I still kind of just mm -hmm. like I'm like, come on, guys, get it together. So they definitely are like my little cousins are like, oh, Ashley's, you know, we've got a. I don't know. I don't really know. They're not afraid, but they're like, <laughs> they want to put they're their afraid. best foot forward. Say, it's, it's okay. There was some fear, but fear, fear and love could be in the same space. It's all good. It's all it's, good. Yes, it's all good. you're right. And then the other part is, <laughs> is the dance part. I So my family on my father's side, we're from the Caribbean, uh, from mm -hmm. Guyana. So I'm really into soca music and I want to go to every mm -hmm. carnival. And so I see that in my life today. I very much love mm -hmm. to dance for fun. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite pastimes. Mm -hmm. And my aunt always says that I was a very caring child. So I'd always, mm -hmm. if I saw something that was like something wrong, I would come mm -hmm. back and want to write a letter. Or I'd want mm -hmm. to let, you know, get and talk to people about their feelings. And I guess I do mm -hmm. that now. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember all this, but that is what, my family tells me. But the records, the records, the records have been showed to say that this is what occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out GT, Georgetown. Yeah. My, yes. um, 
Yeah, my my um, my ex was Guyanese, which is half Guyanese, half Brazilian, but she was very much Georgetown all the way. So I'm quite familiar with the cuisine. But one of my best yeah. mates is also one of my best mates, Jen, uh, Benji's also Guyanese and Nadia. And I always find it funny because some Guyanese people refer to themselves as South American and some Caribbean. Mm. So it's interesting that you said Caribbean. Have you found that as well? Or is it just, or is it just my weird circle of friends? Yeah, you know, I haven't heard that. Uh, the culture yeah, is so that. Caribbean. So it's that's fascinating. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. My I, weird friends. Yeah. <laughs> It could just be my weird No friends. offense to your friends, but we, you know, we're 30 minutes from Trinidad, no, we're at Carnival. We're, 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 offend, we're, we're okay. going to offend them. We're going to offend them. Sorry, guys. I've now heard from Ashley Menzies, Bubbletunde, who is the the person with the clipboard and the schedule. And I'm very scared of her. So we're all Caribbean now. All of you are Caribbean. That's it. It's sold. Thank you. I, I do love I do love a bit of um, Bori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, nice. even the bitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm, I'm into the thing. Anyway, <laughs> I've digressed into food far too long. We want to get back into the story. So we've got this intense clipboard carrying, very passionate, inspiring, with a little bit of fear, inspiring young lady who's garnering her people <laughs> towards the outcome uh, of excellence. Really, you're inspiring people to be their best because it doesn't strike me as bullying people for the sake of bullying it really feels even looking at the career that you stepped into now even in the, the the in terms of the sabbatical it's looking for excellence even looking at the educational career i don't think anything other than excellence is going to be making the grade for harvard law and to go in it was it harvard law and stanford for your undergrad yes yeah i watch suits i know it's not easy to make the thing happen <laughs> right right yeah. and so when it comes to seeking to call forth excellence in those around you, how do you deal with the times when people don't actually care enough about their excellence for themselves? That's a great question. So I have learned to let it go in that mm. this is that is their journey. And mm -hmm. I just want to be supportive because everyone is at a different stage in their life and everyone has different competencies and excellence mm -hmm. is defined differently for everyone mm -hmm. too. It's really fascinating. Actually, my cousin who I'm here with in Atlanta, we're best friends, we're a year apart. And mm -hmm. she always compared herself to me and another, my other cousin, who's her sister. We were like the overachievers and, you know, went mm -hmm. to XYZ school and stuff. And she struggled academically, always very smart, very creative. And mm -hmm. once she was able to step outside of the academic realm where you're being judged in that one specific way, like, and she mm -hmm. got into the real world, into the working world, that's where she really excelled. Mm -hmm. And it just made me realize like there's only, there's not one way to be successful. And she's so successful, has an amazing marketing career. She's a content mm -hmm. creator, modeled for a while. And so mm -hmm. I think we were pushing her in one way in school. And perhaps that's mm -hmm. when I was a bit bossy saying, you've got to do this. And why aren't you doing X, <laughs> Y, and Z? When, you know, that wasn't her calling and that wasn't her way or her journey. Mm -hmm. And her journey has turned out mm -hmm. beautifully. So my even my whole family will say, I have calmed down over the years and just gained more <laughs> perspective. Amazing. Is your husband grateful that you've calmed down? Yes, yes. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. He still probably thinks I'm intense, but uh, intense, intense. (laughs) It's all right. I'm sure that's just one thing he loves about you. Shout out to Mr. B in the building. So, um, let's talk a bit about the work that you're doing now. So we've taken the sabbatical from the legal. We're going to come back to that in a minute. But I want to talk about what's really let setting you on fire now. You sought to honour your mum. Condolences, by the way, to you and your family for the passing of mum. You sought to honour mum, even in terms of coming back to answer the call, you kind of tapped into the wisdom of that relationship you had with your mother to come into the work that you're doing now. Like, what's the intention? Like, is there an end goal? Of course there is, I'm talking to you. But like, what is the end goal? What's the, what's the, um, what's the calling that you're, you're answering now, do you feel? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say it's probably twofold because I think the initial calling was related to my first big career setback. So when I was telling you all about this intense child I and how I achieved all these goals, I'd also not really failed in my life, I would say. I had worked really hard and then always saw the results. It was definitely mm-hmm. a challenging journey, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have my big first setback until early in my career when I was actually just starting out as an attorney, I failed the California bar exam. And when I failed it, it was so shocking and hard for me and I felt very alone and I realized that there just weren't enough stories about setback and failure within these more traditional spaces like the law, Mm. like medicine. And I so what I decided to do was Once I passed the exam and started practicing law, I put out a blog post to share my story, to help other people feel less alone. And it actually did really well. So many people reached out to me and wanted advice. And so I started to counsel people on that journey. And I realized Mm -hmm. there was like a gap in the market for these kinds Mm -hmm. of stories. And Mm -hmm. that really was the inspiration for the podcast. And so the plan was to really talk about setbacks and failures, share our stories and help people feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And what it has become, it's become bigger than that, which is nice. The theme is now more so it's no straight path. So it's really about all the humanity behind the career journey. So we talk about setbacks, we talk about pivots, we talk about purpose, we talk about the doubts you might have and all Mm -hmm. of the lessons learned. And so that's really been my mission for this past year with this podcast and it's been really really rewarding and I'm just so grateful for it hmm. Hmm. just taking that all in and um, the first thing that kind of bubbles up for me is have you found that it was healing for you to go on this journey with other people as well a hundred percent. So I think the, the blog post was the healing thing. I think I needed to put the story out for myself <laughs> and mm-hmm. to really help myself. And then it was, I was fortunate that it helped other people. And I think now with these stories that I'm telling, I've, I would say that I, I've healed from that specific instance, but now that I'm making this mm-hmm. pivot, I think it's helping me along my journey. Right, because I'm talking to people mm. that have been making career changes and now I'm entering a new space. I I feel like I've come from a career where I have a lot of expertise and knowledge and I know the lingo when it comes to the law. And now I'm a podcaster, creator and marketing and it's all so new to me. Oh. Yeah. And so having these conversations with people 
it's been so therapeutic because I'm talking to so many people who have been making changes and pivots. And so it's a different part of, I wouldn't say it's healing, but it's helpful is what I would say. Nurturing maybe. Nourishing, yes. that's the word I'm looking for. Nourishing. Yes. That's the word. That's yeah. the word. That's a good one. Because I'm even looking at the transition that you made into this pivot. And I'm wondering if even having that incoming, uh, that uh, that inpouring of stories of people who have survived, <laughs> right? Because yeah. a lot of the time fear is just the unconscious mind saying, oh my God, I can't do this. It's too scary. We've never been there before. Yes. But when you've got sufficient evidence that it is possible, that it is safe, that you're not going to die if you make a pivot, I suppose the resistance that we experience internally shifts, no? That's so true. That's so true. It's very helpful. And I think it was internally happening for me as I was talking to these people because I was still practicing law. And you have to, so it's mm-hmm. interesting, this interesting juxtaposition, right? Because on one hand, I am working in with the most risk averse people on the planet, <laughs> attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am assessing risk for a living. So the work I do as a white collar investigations attorney is I'm looking a lot of the time I'm looking at a problem. I'm looking at the specific risk that is associated and like everything that go, can go wrong. I'm researching it and telling the client and, and talking about the likelihood. So when you're doing that for a living, plus talking to risk averse people who climb corporate ladders, <laughs> just try to paint the picture, Dan. <laughs> What? Why are you? I don't understand. I do understand, but I don't. But that's just like there's this juxtaposition of I am in my little box, little box, little box, doing all my legal stuff, and now I've got a podcast. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that's a leap. Yeah. So you know, and the reason why I think I so we talked a little bit about the leap. But I think I was Mm -hmm. able to separate it a bit. Well, at first, I was also just being inspired. At the same time, I'm talking to all these inspiring people who have made pivots, made changes, done things that are a little bit more aligned with their purpose. And what I realized is I had to look back at my childhood. And Mm. what kind of child was I? And I was a calculated risk type of person. So this this would answer your first question, too, about my childhood, Mm -hmm. because I was someone who if I did enough work to feel like I was prepared, I take the risk. And the example that I actually used on my last podcast that came out today, the episode, which is an odd one, but I don't know, it was helpful. <laughs> uh, just to <laughs> preface I did it. it. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it was the uh, a gymnastics trick. So it's a back walkover. And I was in the fourth grade and I remember wanting to do it on the benches outside on the playground. And I remember preparing for it. I wanted to impress my classmates. I knew I could do it, but it was risky because it, there was concrete pavement and I could have fallen and seriously injured myself, which is not great. But my eight-year-old brain or nine-year-old brain thought this was a calculated risk if I worked hard enough to make sure I could land the back walk over. And so once I felt prepared enough, I did it. And it was great. And I noticed that I wasn't afraid when I was younger. I was a, I took calculated risks, but that was one thing that I thought about. And so when I went back to this decision, I realized that you can change according to your environment and the people that you're around. And so when you're making a pivot or a big change, or you're trying to get to more fulfilling work in your life, you should go back to your childhood and go back to figuring out 
your authentic self. Because if you're moving towards your authentic self in life, then you're going to live a happier, more fulfilling life. And so when it came to this pivot, I was like, wait, making this calculated risk, because it is a sabbatical, I still have my job. This is aligned with who I am. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, awesome. Calculated risks. Do, so, I mean, when we're working with people, for example, on their money DNA, one of the things that we look at is building an individual relationship between you and your outcome that you desire to experience. And I think some people maybe are, I don't like to use the word failing, but I'm going to use it in this context, but they're failing to get to the goal that they want because they're trying to take a risk that's outside of their own internal ecosystem balance kind of thing, instead of pausing and saying, hang on a minute, uh, I just need to introduce some frameworks or some structure here that's going to support my nervous system being okay with this choice that still allows me to move forward instead of, sorry, boop, boop, too risky. There might be another way to actually introduce frameworks that allow the risk to be taken on in a way that feels cozy enough to move yeah, forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I love that. Cozy enough to move forward. Might play with that a bit more. You've heard lots of stories. Yes. Are there any that you heard and you were like, wow, like this story is a story. Is there, are there any that have just been just like mind boggling for you? Yes, absolutely. So uh, there was one story where a friend of mine, really good friend of mine from high school, we were on the track team together. He has just a fascinating life story and I didn't know much about the, his thought process. And so essentially mm-hmm. he's an NFL player. He makes it to the top. I don't know much about the NFL, but I know he does really well. <laughs> yeah, he does NFL, he does things. NFL <laughs> things. I know he gets his starting position and he yeah. gets to this starting position and it looks like he's living his dream because that was his dream since he was a child to get to the NFL, get to the starting mm-hmm. position, do well. And mm-hmm he got more responsibility in a specific role and he absolutely hated it. He just did, he felt like it was too much pressure. And I remember him saying, instead of wanting to succeed, he was afraid of failing. And every day he would get on, yeah, yeah, sit with that, right? Audience, I don't really want to smash Ashley's flow, (laughs) but I need you to hear the difference there, very subtle. Instead of wanting to succeed, he was afraid of failing. Yes. Please, ma'am, do yes. continue. <laughs> keep, keep bringing it. Absolutely. Keep, keep, keep speaking the spirit. <laughs> and so that really stuck with me. And so what he decided to do was actually make a more lateral move or even a demotion mm-hmm. in, when it comes to, I guess, the football world's eyes when it came to this specific position and move back into a previous position where he felt happier and more fulfilled and it was just more aligned with the kind of work he wanted to do on the field and mm-hmm. so that was that was one part of the story that I loved his name is Spencer Pacinger and the second thing mm-hmm. was that it for after a while he just still also realized like he, he was he had done everything he needed to do in football he had co- accomplished all the goal excuse me he accomplished all of the goals mm-hmm. 
that he wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And he found himself bored. And during his off Mm -hmm. time or any time he had actually in between like practice, he would write, he would screen, write screenplays, write scripts. And he just Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. loved it. And so he decided to pitch one of his screenplays to um, a friend who sent it to a major network, Mm -hmm. CW TV here in the States. Mm -hmm. And it became a hit TV show. It's called All American. Yeah. Get out. Yes. You know the original Spencer, Spencer James? Yes, I do. He's one of my best friends. I love that show. As you were talking, I was like, I was thinking about, oh, the Spencer. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I love that show. I love it. So I'm really oh, excited God. about Spencer James. Oh my God. Yes. That's his story. Yeah. Oh, that's his story. Yes. I mean, you know, it's TV, so it's a bit different, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I actually, so I did go to Beverly Hills high school with Spencer and I was like, which character am I? And like, <laughs> he was like, uh, oh, Ashley, this, which one are you? I'm, which I'm not a specific person. He's like, you're the nice person. So <laughs> where did he, where did he, where did he amalgamate you from? Cause Guys, sorry, guys. I need to geek out of Ashley for a minute. So, where did he amalgamate you? Like, who did he? No, he, I don't think I'm a character. I don't think so. I'm just like he was just like, oh, you're in the nice track girl. Maybe we'll bring you on one day. And I was like, okay, thanks, Spence. I'm I'm actually seeing what you've told me about you in different characters now. Okay, that's what he was saying. He's like, he definitely used all of his high school friends. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can see it. I can see it because I can even see the passion of Olivia. Oh yeah. The tenacity of um the names escape yeah, me. Yeah. Um Music Lady, the girl who did the music. I don't know. I'm bad with the names too. Okay. Anyway, I'm <laughs> okay. seeing it now. I'm actually seeing it, literally seeing it. But oh yes, King. Come, right? When you tell him, just tell him he has okay. a fan here. And kudos for doing the thing because so many people would look at somebody making an aligned, empowering choice for them and start looking at it through the eyes of their judgment and their stories of, oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, did when he's like, screw what other people have got to say, I'm going to do what fills me up and I'm going to make this move and I'm going to do what lights me up. And now look, so many lives get the opportunity to be touched by the story that he's sharing through that show. Yeah. Click, 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 click. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't gone no straight path podcast, like I give you permission to pause now and go and look for it. <laughs> I'll wait for you. Welcome back. Ashley, two I mean, if that's the kind of story that you're tapping into, because I've been like, I'm like, oh, what's happening? What's going to happen next? Yeah. If that's the kind of thing that you're, the kind of story that you are sharing, God bless you for taking that one year off and you have a great work to do. You do have a great work to do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Synchronicities abound. Hmm. Sorry, I just phased out for a minute. Oh, I'm no, just like, when you when you get into when you but when you when you so I speak to a lot of people, I do a lot of these podcasts as a guest, as an interviewer, all the thing, and you hear people that are speaking the thing, 
and then you meet people that are doing the thing. You hear people talk about the thing and then you see people about the thing. And as we've, all right, you know this, is it when you the past tense of dive, what's the past tense of diving into something? Is it dove in now that we've doved it? I believe it's, I believe it's dove. We dove in. Now that we dove in, now that we dove in. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Right. Now that we dove into your story somewhat yeah. and we've, we've, we've seen what the journey is, has been, and we've seen the pivots. We've seen that it wasn't this easy breezy path, even though it was easy breezy. There was, I mean, not a lot of people make it through that one thing, right? That one thing can be the thing that breaks a lot of people. I know it nearly broke me. I, I, it accidentally didn't break me. It did actually break me. And it was an accident that I made it through my own thing. And you come out on the other side of it and you haven't come out on the other side of it like, oh, I want everybody to know that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that I made, it was just one mistake. It, that's not even what the, the, the energy behind it is. I feel it's, oh, okay, this happens. Cool. I must not be the only one. Let me be of service to others who may be going through that same situation. I just want to just give you a, you know, couple of hand claps and finger snaps for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. no, that is certainly... Yeah exactly the purpose it's really to help mm. people so that they don't have to feel as a load if we can normalize setbacks and normalize pivots and it's just interesting you feel like you're so alone until you have a conversation with someone and not everybody has access to these stories and so if i can have a platform mm. and provide these stories that would be great and also just the lessons learned one thing i didn't mention to mention is that i also realized that I attach too much of my self-worth to my success. And I didn't know that. I was like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not that girl, but then, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Join yeah. the club, sister. That's exactly what, what, and it's so easily done, no? Because, and so I always say about myself that I, I unfortunately had a lot of sex success too young. Because if you haven't been tested by life, it's very easy for you to build an egoic attachment to that lack of contrast that then becomes a part of the identity, which if then unchecked can become, you know, can become a mess. And so again, even the fact that that unraveling didn't lead into a shadow space, but instead led into the light is a testament to the spirit of who and what you are. So again, kudos. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're warming my heart. Mm. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, somehow I don't think it was frozen, bro. I don't think it was frozen, but I'll accept, I'll accept, I'll accept, I'll accept. Awesome. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Listeners, you're seeing some... You're seeing some some stuff here you're hearing some stuff here and by the way remember I, I gave you the opportunity to subscribe before i'm going to give you a, a an opportunity to pause and um i'll wait for you while you subscribe and if you want to rate and review that'd be great also welcome back so what is is there a next or are you just playing with where you're at now diving into the process seeing what unfolds and, and having fun both so <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a trick question I, hello, I know who I'm talking to. I know there's like a, how many years ahead? How many years ahead is the plan? No, I, I, uh, no, no. 
Ten, maybe ten, five, maybe five. Yes. Five with with contingencies for potential leads into the ten and fifteen. Perhaps, right? yes. <laughs> Dude, you are you are you are you are mindscaping your life at ten years old. Don't try and tell me you haven't got a five year plan. Five. Oh, I don't, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. No, you're not. Talk to you about the five year plan as you are comfortable sharing with me and our listeners around the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. So, please. The first thing would be like what you said. I am just diving into the podcast and seeing where it takes me and really putting my best foot forward because it is a new space. So, I'm really. I'm taking on the role of being a student again. I am learning, mm. I am growing, new industry, and I'm excited about it. I'm a little wide-eyed, and it's kind of good. It's kind of good I'm a little naive, too, about certain things, because <laughs> it's like apparently some people have been meeting their big deal, and I had no idea until after. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Great. No, nothing. So I'm all confident. And then I realize, oh, great. I just was talking to, she is like the New York Times bestseller and she has 1 million followers on Instagram. I had no idea. I was talking to her like she's my best friend. So I think yeah. there's a good, uh, it's good that I'm entering this space a little green, a little new, excited and ready to learn. Mm-hmm. So no huge plans, just really to grow the show and make it through the HubSpot accelerator program so that I can become an actual mm-hmm full-time host with the network. So that's certainly the immediate Mm -hmm. goal. And I would say the long-term plan is I love writing. So I do have a blog as well. I think I told you as far as the podcast, the impetus of it Mm -hmm. was my blog post. And I really am focused on this human-centered work when it comes to corporations. I think that there is a change that we're seeing in the workforce when it comes to the pandemic and what people want out of life. And I think that the inspirational speeches and the storytelling that I'm doing is wonderful and that other podcasters are doing, I think it's great. But I also think it needs to be coupled with systemic change. I think companies Mm. need to change to create certain policies to give people more flexibility, to support their humanity, to, you know, America, where we still don't have great childcare, we still don't have the, Mm. like, as far as, you know, our policies when it comes to the government for parental leave, it's nothing like I have cousins in Canada, they can take a lot more time off. And so... Uh, I'm not doing it from a government policy perspective. I have friends that I talk to, but I would really like to look at it from an organizational psychology perspective, really figure out how we can change corporations so they can better support the workforce. Because sometimes when I'm talking to people and I'm trying to give them encouragement, they can only do so much to put in place boundaries. And not everyone wants Mm. to be an entrepreneur. Totally support entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I think it's super inspiring. I'm on my own entrepreneurial journey right now. But I think everyone deserves to live a life where they feel free, they feel happy, Mm -hmm. they feel supported. And I think that corporations aren't leaving, not going anywhere. And so how do we Mm -hmm. affect change? So I want to write a book about that at some point. So I'm doing my research Mm -hmm. and... That's on the five-year plan, but for now, the focus is the podcast. Yeah. I smoke a book. <laughs> I smoke a book on the horizon. Like I write, there's there's a there's a book in here somewhere. <laughs> I see it. Mm. One quick question before I pivot into rounding us up and getting your final thoughts on all things purpose and pivot and such. 
Isn't it funny when you don't do the research on someone and you just meet them and you because it happened once. So I, one of my heroes, I love Gretchen Rubin. I love her work. We use it a lot. And she came on the podcast and I was, I was a total, I kept it together a little bit, but I was total fanboying, like really, really fanboying. <laughs> it's like, if only I didn't know how amazing you were. Ah! I was like, can we go for coffee? Can we go for coffee? It's like, dude, don't ask Gretchen if you can go for coffee. Gretchen, if you're listening, I'm still available for that coffee that I asked for. Um, <laughs> I, think it's just, I think it's just great when you could just have a chat with someone and just uh, just be at ease and, 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 and be in a chill space. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for coming to hang out. Thank you for sharing your light. Thank you for being the light that you are. Um, thank you for being that assertive, not bossy, assertive young lady who called in a vision that's brought you on this journey that's uh, come to serve humanity in this day and time. We're grateful for you. Um, have you got any closing thoughts, anything that you'd love to bless us with over and above that, which you already have on our own journeys? Yeah. So first, I just also want to say thank you for having me. And I just feel like we're kindred spirits. I know you're doing great work. So you're actually someone I did research before I did my research. <laughs> so I know you're inspiring a lot of people. I know you're, I know you're doing big things. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're doing our best to serve. We're doing our best yeah, to serve. Yeah. I think my final thoughts would really be just about the no straight path journey and that you really are not alone when it comes to your career path mm. and that there's so many people experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing. So I think you just need to find your community. I think it's so important to mm. do that because that's going to help you get to the step to a step closer to where you want to be in life if you're not already there. So that, those are my final thoughts. We're all on a no straight path journey and I'm just... I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you, Dan. This conversation blessed me. So, And me and all being well, all of the listeners who have subscribed, liked, rated, reviewed the podcast. (laughs) That was my NLP, by the way. Um, Listeners, thank you for giving us your time. Thank you for coming to be a part of this space and giving me this space where I get to have awesome conversations like this one. I'm nourished. If you're not nourished, replay it. Listen again with your heart open. Until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Go check out Ashley's podcast. We'll pop some links in the show notes and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.